Happy Monday, December 9th, 2019. I'm driving home from my office. Normally, I've got about an hour commute. Hopefully, it's not too much more than that. Anyways, um, just had a conversation with a uh, with one of my business partners, and um, we were just talking about, you know, um, walking to our cars, and I don't know how we got on the subject, but we started talking about, um, you know, a little bit of background, so this makes sense. But we were talking about uh, our business and some of the promising things we have, and all the good things that we're expecting, and you know how we're gonna grow, and you know this, all this stuff, right? Good stuff, right? We were talking about it, and I believe it was me. Uh, I said basically, you know what? Like, honestly, I'm looking forward to like. If we can do really well with this business and all these things happen, it's like, that's great. But at the end of the day, I'm not that concerned with how I'm known uh, regarding business after I, when I pass away, right? Long story short, what I was saying is I've never seen a headstone with a resume or a job title or a bank statement on it. I've never heard somebody on their deathbed say they really wish they would have worked more or they wish they would have invested in Apple in 1984, right? Like, those aren't the kinds of things that people talk about or, more importantly, those aren't the things that matter in this life. Now, I have seen on people's gravestones, loving husband, loving father, Loving son, brother, friend, philanthropist, etc., right? And that's really what matters. Like, I'm driving home from work, like millions of other Americans right now. And so many of us, so many people out there, are stressed out of their minds about paying bills, the holiday season, about the expenses that come with being an adult, right? About, you know, you know, certain bills and mortgages and car payments, or maybe it's something as simple as keeping your, your lights on or feeding your family or, you know, paying off a credit card or whatever, right? We have all of these things in our lives that we constantly think about multiple times a day. And it's like, you look at the media, you look at the propaganda, you look at all of the all of the distractions that are forced onto us every single day, and none of them tells us to be grateful for, like, be grateful for your life. Love your spouse, love your children. Like, there's no better feeling to me than knowing that my kids are safe and that my wife supports me. And neither of those things take away the stress that my life offers me or take away having to pay bills or whatever else. But I can ultimately say 
without hesitation that those things are my top priority. My, 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 my family and my friends are my top priorities in my life. When I pass away, whether it's in, you know, hopefully in a very long time, you know, I mean, I'm 33, I'll be 34 on the 29th of December. When I pass away in another 45 years or so, hopefully, 79, that would be at. I'd be all right, 79. 45 more years on this earth. I can do a lot of really cool and good things. Yeah, let's say another 45 years. Like, I want my acquaintances, my friends, my close friends, my children, my wife, my family, my loved ones. I want them to say, Matt was a lot of things, but he was a great husband and a great father first and foremost. He was a great friend. He was always there when I needed him. He was always willing to help out. He was funny. He was, you know, or he thought he was funny and that made him funny. Whatever, right? That's all that I want, really. Truth be told, like, I don't know. I think the media does that to us when we're told that we should be sad for, you know, celebrities we never knew when they passed away. Like, it's sad when anybody passes away. But I feel like we have this, like, I mean, it starts with reality shows, right? Like, what is it about us as individuals and ultimately as a society that is enthralled with wealth? Like, I remember being a kid watching show the show lifestyles of the rich and famous or whatever it was where that british guy talked about you know some multi-billionaires lavish yacht on the moroccan peninsula where had 17 garages for jet skis that he would park at the port of his mansion on the south of france that had 24 car garage 76 bedrooms 83 bathrooms, a pool overlooking the ocean, blah, 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 and it's like, yeah, there's a lot of things you can say about that guy in terms of success, and I'm not, that guy's not real, by the way, this is just an analogy of this stupid show I remember watching when I was a kid, basically it was propaganda brainwashing me as a 12-year-old staying home, sick from school, or probably being suspended from school. Uh, that I should care or that I should give a damn about wealth and success. And I just think that we, as a society and as individuals, like we constantly are fed this bullcrap that we need more and that what kind of car you drive or the price tags on your clothes are what make you relevant as a human being in, in, in the year 2019. And I don't think that could be further from the truth. Like, legitimately, if there were an EMP today, okay, for those of you who don't know what an EMP is, according to, like, a lot of government and, like, three-letter agencies, an EMP is the biggest threat to our country, regardless of what politicians say, whether climate change or Russia. Real truth be told, people believe it is an EMP, an, ele- an, electronic mag- an electromagnetic pulse which is basically like a massive explosion or nuclear bomb being blown up in the atmosphere, and it would destroy all the radio waves, airwaves, etc., knocking off anything that was electric. That's why a lot of people say that you should have a car 
that runs. That's pre-1992 because before 92 there wasn't any electronics in your car. Anyways, if those things were to happen, like an EMP were to happen, and I couldn't withdraw money from my bank account, nobody had any cash on hand other than what they had in their pocket or their wallet, whatever, right? I just had my wife, my kids, the food in my cabinets, and a roof over my head. And all of us in society were forced to restart. Like, your debts are resolved. Your debts are gone. They cannot collect on those things. You do not go to work anymore because your business doesn't function. Nothing happens. Like, legitimately, it would be basically living like a caveman, a civilized caveman in the modern world. That's literally what it would be like. Like, I'm not going to say that I pray for that to happen because I definitely... I've never prayed for that, but I've also thought, like, it would be kind of nice. It would be kind of a relief to say, hey, like, goodbye mortgage, goodbye car payments, credit card debt, goodbye nine-to-five schedule, commute to work, and just sit back and play Risk and Settlers of Catan for the next 45 days with your wife and kids uh, and, you know, live on the food you have on hand and, you know, whatever, you know, you're doing to survive. Like, that'd be kind of crazy. Like, would we even, like, we wouldn't have any, like, nobody has any bills. It doesn't exist anymore. Like, that would be absolutely wild. Now, the unfortunate part of this is that you would have people who didn't have, you know, food or things of that nature, so they would resort to looting and trying to steal from their neighbors, and then you'd have people shooting people, and it would turn into pure chaos. So that is the obvious worry. But in a perfect world, if that were to happen, like, you just start over with your wife, your kids, in a house, and you suddenly have to, like, collect rainwater and, you know, harvest your own vegetables. Like, that would be, like, that'd be crazy. But it would also be, like, kind of a relief. Maybe I'm a freak. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah, so I think about this, right? And I'm actually in the process right now of writing a book. It's called The Lionheart Manifesto. And it's essentially about two kinds of people. Uh, Those who have the heart of a lion and those who do not. And I feel like I have the heart of a lion. I feel like I know a lot of people and a lot of my friends and a lot of people that I work with and a lot of people that I know personally and closely uh, are lion hearts. I do believe that. And essentially what a Lionheart is, it's a person who is wired differently. Lionhearts are a different breed. They have a different biological makeup. They have a different DNA, if you will. Their minds work differently. They feel differently. They communicate. They hear. They understand differently. They're just different. And I think the majority of the greatest people in the world, not all of them, majority of the greats are lion hearts. And essentially what a lion heart is, is you know who you are as an individual first and foremost. And you have that killer be killed mindset, not in the sense of, you know, being a serial killer, obviously, but you're not afraid to work hard. You're not afraid to grind. You're not afraid to take risks. You know the cliche phrases such as, Go big or go home, no risk, no reward. You know those things, but more importantly, you live by them. And you don't stress out about the things that everyone else is stressed about. Like, I can honestly say 
that while I have as much debt from housing and cars or credit card debt or whatever as the next 3,000 people in line, possibly more, uh, I'm not that worried about it. I'm really not. And it's not because my life is perfect and I have all this money to pay them off. If I had all the money to pay off, I wouldn't have credit card debt or really probably even use credit cards, but I do, like 92% of all other adults in this country. But I don't let those things define me. Like, they don't stress me out. Like, when I'm home, I'm not, like, snapping and irritated with my kids because the stresses of adulting 101 distract me from what's really important as being a human being and being a father and a husband. Like, it's crazy when I, you know, think about these things and put them into perspective and talk to people who don't have these kinds of conversations or this thought process. Like, my coworker, when I was having this conversation and kind of sharing those things, I said, you know what? One thing about you that I can that I can say, just knowing you and knowing knowing what I know about you, like, you're a good person, people like you, and you're a good father. And, like, he, like, got choked up, and he's like, dude, I just got goosebumps, man. And it's like, dude, when was the last time you told somebody that you were close to that you that you can vouch for? Like, dude, you're a good person. You're people like you, and you're a good father. Like, and that's why I respect you. Like, we don't, we don't say those kinds of things enough, and that's meaningful, right? And you could tell that he... He hadn't heard that in a long time, or maybe it was just he's never heard it from me. And maybe I should just do a better job at telling those who I care about and those who I, I love, telling them, you know, things that I appreciate and respect about them. It's interesting to think about that, right? It's interesting to think, like, when was the last time you told somebody, not like, oh, I like the shoes you're wearing, or, oh, man, I like your truck, or I like, oh, I like, you have great landscaping, like, not something tangible, not something stupid, something characterizing, some, some, a character about an individual that actually matters, right? Like, I tell my wife she's beautiful, probably not enough, but I tell it to her often. I tell my kids that they're smart, that I'm proud of them, that I love them, etc. right? And it's incredible what a simple compliment that said sincerely can do for an individual self-confidence or even just how it can turn around their day. It's, it really is, it really, really is unfortunate to me that society doesn't encourage that. Like, there's not, it doesn't, you don't see it on the media. You don't have, you know, politicians encouraging unity and self-respect and kindness like it's literally the opposite like you've got psychopaths like maxine waters who's a complete degenerate saying things like if you see someone of a different political party that you don't agree with you should disrupt their meal with their family and force them out of restaurants like she literally said that like legit and i'm just like that's absolutely insane and i feel like we as a society like the majority of us, specifically the silent majority, like, there's more good in the world than there is bad. And I will, I will, I'm willing to die on that hill. I'm willing to, 
I, that is my opinion, and nobody's changed my mind, no matter what you say, no matter what statistics you can share. Uh, there's more good in the world than there is bad. The problem is, bad has a louder voice. Bad gets recognized more. Bad gets me- more media attention and exposure. Why? Because sex and negativity sell. I gave a homeless guy $2.50 today. I said, God bless and Merry Christmas. Did that change his life? No. Did I put food on his in his in his mouth for the day? Hopefully. Did I get any recognition or attention for that? No. Like, but it did, was it good? Well, yeah. Okay, cool. Now you probably heard about the bank robbery or the murders or the impeachment hearing or this the the, the school shooting or the police officer who arrested somebody who was innocent, or you heard about uh, the person who was hit by a car and killed, or the lady who was stealing Amazon packages in your neighborhood, or this restaurant being shut down for having a cockroach in the back alleyway trash can, or various other things that are not necessarily bad, but they're negative. They're not good things. But still, unfortunately, we as a society tune in and listen to those kinds of things more than, like, imagine a news station that said, all good things. Like, today we want to bring to you only good. Starting with this. Politicians agreed on this and allowed public education to do X, Y, and Z, helping children who, you know, single family incomes. Or Fios Internet decided to give uh, inner city youth free access to the Internet. Okay, that's really cool. Local police decided to do a food drive and blanket drive for the homeless. That's really cool. Uh, Local child raises funds for student whose father passed away in Afghanistan. That's very, very, that's, that's beautiful, right? Like, local celebrity hairstylist cuts hundreds of homeless of people's hair and shaves their beards for them daily. That's my friend Jason Schneidman. That's a true story. Look him up. He's a Bruno Mars and Rob Lowe's hairstylist, which is what he's known for. But what he should be known for is his philanthropic and charitable donations that he does. He literally goes to downtown Los Angeles on a weekly or bi-monthly basis and gathers people, hairstylists, um, barbers, etc., and they shower and cut and feed and shave homeless people. And he's recognized all the time for doing incredible things. He's an amazing person. He's truly like a, a, a fantastic father, a wonderful husband, a great friend, and I'm truly lucky to know him. And among all these things, like he's known for being, you know, a celebrity hairstylist. But if you would ask him, like, what's your greatest impact? He'll say being a husband, being a father, and my contributions to my community, helping the homeless. Like that's, if you could get paid for doing those things, like that's what he would do full time. And most of us would do things like that, I think, or at least I hope we would. But what I'm getting at is like, we don't hear about these good things. We just don't. Like, go to Jason's Instagram and his Instagram handle is the men's groomer. 
um, the men's groomer, T-H-E-M-E-N-S-G-R-O-O-M-E-R, the men's groomer. And uh, he has his own, you know, barbershop in, in Venice. And his, he was homeless for years. He's been sober for about 17 years now. And now he has a beautiful wife, beautiful children, a wonderful career, and he pays it forward, right? Like, but why hasn't the media covered him more? Like, he has been on the media, local media, quite a bit. But, like, why doesn't every single person know who he is? Because, ah, let's be honest, CNN, Fox News, MS, MSNBC, like, they're more interested in sharing the divisiveness on Capitol Hill and talking about Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff hating Donald Trump and Donald Trump Jr., bloody blah. Like, division and negativity are what the people want. Like, it's not what the people want. It's what people are given. Their options are limited, so they tune into this. If you had a good news network that was all positive news, I'd be willing to bet that with the right money, marketing, and brand branding, the good news network would have as many, if not view, if not more viewers than any other media station out there. I really, I, I really do believe that. Maybe I'm naive, but I. I think it would. And that's that's my that's my thing. Is like I just feel like we far too often focus on complete bullcrap. Like we focus on things that literally do not matter. Like think about like literally ask yourself what do you want on your gravestone? What do you want it to say? Do you want it to say successful business owner had two two liquidity events? Like, you know, died with $1.7 million in his bank account and $13 million in real estate. Nah, nobody nobody cares about that. Like, it's interesting, but no one cares about that. The people who love you, people who matter to you, like, literally what matters most is loving husband, father, friend, brother, and son. That's it. That's really it. Like, that's truthfully all that matters in life. And anybody who disagrees with that, uh, blatantly going to say, unapologetically say, you are part of the problem. You have been brainwashed. You have been duped. You have bought into the propaganda. You've drank the Kool-Aid. That's all that matters. I'm not a perfect person. I'm not a great person. I make a conscious effort to be a good person. Hopefully I can become a better person. Um, but at the end of the day, my kids love me. My wife loves me. I've got good friends. What else do I need? <laughs>